The subject of the 16th parak of the Masechda is what one can do in case of a fire on Shabbos. And we've seen already that in general, one is not really allowed to save his possessions from a fire in his house on Shabbos. The Rabbonin were concerned that he'll be in a rush to save as much as he can, and he'll be in a panic and he might come to put out the fire. However, certain things such as tefillin and Tanakh scrolls, as well as the food which he needs for Shabbos, he is allowed to save, but again, all of that is limited, and therefore he won't be in a rush and panic, so he will not come to put out the fire. Now, the previous Mishnah taught that one can only save enough food for three sudais, the three meals which he needs for Shabbos, but now we have a leniency. One is allowed to save a basket full of loaves of bread, even if there are a hundred meals worth in that one basket, and in general you can only save three meals worth, since it is all contained in one big basket, it wouldn't make sense to say that you have to tip, tip over half the basket, you're only taking one thing. And therefore, in that way, you would be able to save more than three meals. And on a similar note, for Eagle Shall Devela, you can save a cake made of pressed figs. This is a very large cake, which also contained more than three meals worth. But since it's all one unit, you can save the entire thing. The Chavish Shall Yayin. And you can save an entire barrel of wine, even though you only need a little bit of wine for your three meals. If it's all ready in one barrel, then you can save the entire barrel. Now that is all he is allowed to save for himself. And if he stops there, then the rest of his house and his food and his possessions will be burnt. But there is actually something else which he can do, and that is, He can say to other people, he can sort of announce, Come and save things for yourself. And by saying that, he is actually declaring all of his possessions in the house ownerless. He's saying that anyone can take them now. And once he has said that, anybody can now come in and save any of the possessions which are not yet on fire. And in fact, they're allowed to save more than he was allowed to save. Because the whole reason why we limited what he can save is because he's rushed and panicked. And he might come to put out the fire. But other people don't have that same panic because it's not their possessions. And so they will not come to put out the fire, even if they are scrambling to get as many possessions as they can. Now it is clear to everybody that this person did not make his possessions ownerless out of choice. He's certainly not happy with the situation. And it's very difficult for him to see that everybody is taking his possessions and keeping it for themselves. And really, any God-fearing person should rightfully give it back to the person after Shabbos. However, if they were to give it back to the person, the owner of the house, it comes out that they're actually now doing a massive favor for him, coming on Shabbos and spending their time running into a burning house to collect his possessions and then giving them back to him. So now he sort of owes them something for the work which they did. However, there's a problem with that as well. Because in general, it is forbidden to receive wages, to receive money for something which you do on Shabbos. So he shouldn't be able to pay them, and the people cannot demand that he pay them for the work which they did collecting the possessions on Shabbos. However, that is not the case. Because if you recall, he made it hefker. He made it ownerless, which means that at the time that they collected the possessions, halakhically speaking, they weren't doing it on behalf of him. They weren't working for him to collect his possessions. It was ownerless, and halakhically speaking, they were really taking it for themselves. After Shabbos, they give it back because, rightfully speaking, they did belong to him originally, and he was in a difficult situation. But they didn't do work for him on Shabbos. It wasn't for him. 
and therefore they are allowed to take wages for the work which they did because it is not really considered to be wages for work and because of that they are permitted to take money in return for what they did. Now we learned in the first Mishnah that there is a leniency when it comes to saving to fill in and holy items from a fire that one is allowed to take them into a movoy a street which is only surrounded by three sides and it has one side open into Rosh Hashanah even though it's forbidden Majabon to carry there, when it comes to these holy items, you are allowed to carry it there. However, when it comes to saving food, that leniency does not apply, and therefore, to where may one save all of this food? Only to a courtyard which has an air of Chatseris there, which allows you to carry in that courtyard. Now, Ben Beseira is slightly more lenient, and Ben Beseira, Ben Beseira says, it's true that the leniency of carrying it into a movoy does not apply, because that is very similar to Rosh Hashanah, and it can easily be confused. However, you are allowed to save food even to a courtyard which does not have an air of Chatseris around it, and therefore with Rabbanon you cannot carry there, because since this is an unusual and difficult situation, the Rabbanon were lenient and did allow you to carry the food into the courtyard, because it is very similar to a regular Rosh because it's surrounded by all four sides, and therefore in this situation you can carry the food into there. Mr. Dalit, just like you are allowed to bring out food from the house, enough food for three meals of Shabbos, so the Shomrit's called Klesashmishai, into there, into the courtyard, he is also allowed to bring out all of his food utensils which he needs for the meals. And now the Mishnah goes on to clothes. This is the last type of possession which he is allowed to save from the fire. And as we will see, we are more lenient when it comes to saving clothes than when it comes to saving food. And there are two leniencies of clothes above food, although the first leniency is subject to a dispute. According to the Tanakhama Velevish Kolmashiach Lilbaish, he can wear all that he is able to wear. Meaning, even though, let's say, in a regular day, he would only wear one or two layers of clothing, on this occasion, when he's taking the clothes out of the house, he can put on as many clothes as he can, and then walk out wearing them. And similarly, he can wrap himself in all types of scarves and anything which he wraps himself in, because since he is wearing each item of clothing, it's not even considered to be carrying it. Number one. Number two, since he's not just taking them out by hand, like he takes out the food, he's rather doing it in an unusual way. He's wearing it and putting lots of layers on top of himself, which he wouldn't regularly do. So he's not going to come to extinguish the fire, because by doing this unusual procedure, he is reminded that it's Shabbos and that he cannot extinguish the fire. However, Abiyasi, Omer Abiyasi says, Shemayin Asakalim, he can only wear 18 garments. And the Gemara explains that this is really the 18 garments which one wears on a regular day. A shirt, trousers, a cloak, a coat, shoes, a belt, etc. But you cannot wear any more clothes than you would regularly. Okay, now the second leniency everybody agrees with, He can return and put on lots more clothes and bring them out again. He can do this as many times as he likes, come out with loads of clothes worn on him, put them down in the courtyard and then go back in and put on lots of other clothes. And the reason for this leniency is the same, that since he is not taking them out in the regular way of just picking them up and bringing them out, rather he's putting them on him in an unusual way, putting lots of layers on him, he is reminded that it is Shabbos and therefore he will not come to extinguish the fire. Okay, and as we saw a couple of Mishnahs ago, he can also say to other people, come and save these things with me. For example, if he sees that he won't be able to save all of his clothes, so he can declare them ownerless for anybody to come and take. And as we saw a couple of Mishnahs ago, if they are God-fearing people, they will return those clothes to the owner. 
Now the Mepharshim note that a couple of Mishnahs ago when we were talking about taking out food, the Mishnah said that he tells other people, Come and save food for yourself. Whereas over here it says, Come and save with me. But of course the reason is now quite clear, because when it comes to clothes, he himself is allowed to continue going back in and bring them out. So it's not just that you can go and save the rest of the food, it's with me, I'm also coming and getting the rest of the clothes, because when it comes to clothes, he can continue bringing more clothes out into the courtyard. Mishnah the next couple of Mishnah is to discuss what one can do to prevent a fire spreading, and it begins by telling us, Mishim Bananas Omer, Mishim Bananas says, Person Urshal Gadi, one is allowed to spread a hide of a goat, Al Gabishido Tevo Migdal, on top of a chest, or a cupboard, or a large cupboard, which had just caught fire. If these wooden objects had just caught fire, they hadn't yet blown up, the fire wasn't yet totally engulfing them, but they had just caught fire, and he wants to stop them totally catching fire. So he's allowed to spread this hide on top of these cupboards, because the fire just scorches the hide slightly, but the hide will not actually catch on fire. And that's why he would put it over the cupboards, since that would prevent a severe fire. And continues the Mishnah now with another way to prevent a fire spreading. One can make a mechitza, a partition, with any utensils. Whether the utensils are full with something, for example water, that would prevent the fire spreading. Or whether they are empty so that the fire does not pass over those things. The point being that even if you have water in these utensils, and it's very likely that as the fire gets nearer to them, the utensils will burst and crack and the water will spill, and by the water spilling it will actually put out the fire, that is permitted on Shabbos. And this comes to a very, very important rule when it comes to Hilch's Shabbos, and that is Groma. Groma refers to something done indirectly, and if somebody does a malacha on Shabbos indirectly, he is exempt, and it is only forbidden midrabanon. So since it's only forbidden midrabanon, in a case of a fire where there is a lot to lose, all of your possessions could be en- end up getting lost and burnt. So the rabbanon apply this leniency that you can indirectly extinguish the fire in order to save your possessions. However, Abiyasi argues on that last point. Abiyasi forbids one to use new earthenware utensils, malay and mine, which are full of water, because these very easily crack, because they are not able to withstand the heat, the fire, the hem is back in, and they will crack, and they will end up extinguishing the fire, and even though it's indirect, Rabbi holds that the Rabbonon did not apply this exception, and even in a case where there is a lot to lose, Groma is still forbidden on Shabbos, mid Rabbonon. Mishnah Vov, this Mishnah, and also Mishnah Ches, Discuss allowing a non-Jew to do work for a Jew on Shabbos. And with Jabonon, any malacha which a Jew is not allowed to do on Shabbos, he is also not allowed to tell a non-Jew to do for him. That's known as Amir al-Nachri, telling a non-Jew to do a malacha. And that is forbidden with Jabonon. The reason being, there will be a bit of a disgrace to Shabbos if every time you need to do a malacha, you can get it done. It might lead to you doing the malacha yourself as well, and it would destroy the spirit of Shabbos, and therefore the Rabbonon forbade it. Now we're going to see in Mishnah Ches that even if you don't tell the non-Jew to do it for you, but a non-Jew does a malacha only for you, he does it specifically for the Jew, then the Jew is not allowed to benefit from that malacha either. However, if the non-Jew is really doing it for himself, or at least he's also doing it for himself, he also benefits from it, then you can benefit from that malacha. 
So the Mishnah begins, Nachi Shabal Chabais, a non-Jew who comes to extinguish a fire on behalf of a Jew. Ein Oumim Le one is not allowed to tell him to extinguish the fire, because Amir Lanachri is forbidden in Jabanan. But at the same time, you do not need to tell him the Alta Chabe, don't extinguish the fire. If the non-Jew starts to extinguish it himself, you don't need to tell him to stop, because you are allowed to benefit from this, and the reason for that is that the non-Jew really is not just doing this for you, he's also doing it for himself, his own benefit. He knows that if he does this for the Jew, then the Jew will be very grateful, and he'll end up paying him on Motzei Shabbos. So really the non-Jew's intention is also for his own benefit, and therefore you can benefit from the fire. Another reason why you don't have to stop him, is because the benefit which you get from the extinguishing is passive, you're not doing anything with that thing. But be it as it may, the Mishnah says, the reason is it may change to Vissasei Aleyen, because the resting of the non-Jew is not upon the Jew. He doesn't need to make sure that the non-Jew is not doing Malacha, for the reasons which we explained. Ends off the Mishnah, But a young child who comes to extinguish the fire, in Shomelo we do not listen to him and we do not allow him to extinguish the fire, not because of safety reasons, rather because his resting is upon them. Meaning the Torah says explicitly by Shabbos, You can't do any malacha, nor you, nor your sons, nor your daughters. So even if your sons and daughters are below the age where you have to educate them to keep mitzvahs, even then the child is not allowed to extinguish the fire, especially here since he is doing it on behalf of the older Jews, and that is certainly forbidden to allow a young child to do malacha for you.